and welcome to the Point of Care Ultrasound Certification Academy podcast, where we focus on POCUS. Here, we will discuss all things related to Point of Care Ultrasound, the practice, the trends, and its impact on healthcare. Our program will engage thought leaders who are defining global patient care with the stethoscope of the future. Hello, everybody. How are things in your world? Right here, we'll be checking in with Nicole Reichart on POCUS training for physician assistants. So let's find out some more. Nicole Reichart is an assistant professor at the California State University Physician's Assistant Program. She has earned a Master of Science in Physician Assistant Studies from Albany Medical College in 2012 and completed an emergency medicine fellowship in Eastern Virginia Medical School in 2013. She has piloted a point-of-care ultrasound curriculum throughout the didactic phase of the Master of Science PA program, preparing her students to enter their clinical year with the vast POCUS skill set. She is passionate about integrating point-of-care ultrasound into the physician assistant school curriculum. She has nine years of clinical experience as a PA, much of which has been caring for patients in underserved communities. Nicole is a military spouse mother of three children under five, wow, and enjoys a good brunch. Nicole, what do you like in your brunch? Mimosas? I mean, who doesn't? But I don't discriminate against any brunch item. <laughs> I would think with uh, three kids under five, you would need a long, uh, a big, tall mimosa or something like that. Yes, so. a nice strong cup of coffee to start the day. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, wow, this is cool. Uh, I, I'm seeing uh, the point of care ultrasound um, filtering into all the, what we used to call allied health, but all the advanced care provider fields from yes. nursing to PA to, oh, uh, even some sonographers are getting in on the more abbreviated studies. Uh, but the physician assistant is really interesting, its evolution. Yes. Um, so... I'm going to start out with, uh, you know, what do your students think about all of a sudden they have this huge thick curriculum and mm -hmm. now they're doing point of care ultrasound. So what feedback have you received from your students, uh, preceptors from implementing a point of care ultrasound into a PA educational curriculum? Yeah, it's been truly a wonderful experience and I am so thrilled to even say that we have successfully integrated point of care ultrasound into a, such a demanding medical curriculum, right? Um, so the feedback to kind of summarize what students and preceptors have been saying in our community is really that they want more, that the time that we're only giving them during their didactic and clinical year is not enough. They are becoming passionate and enthusiastic, and it has really empowered them and increased their confidence in both their diagnostic and some of their procedural skills. And the preceptors are really impressed by our students' skill level coming out right into their clinical year and have voiced their own interest in obtaining more training themselves. Um, and we actually chatted with Focus Academy to kind of coordinate or um, schedule some sort of Pocus Fest in the future to kind of really integrate our community members and our students to really push forward and really solidifying this content. Oh, wow. Pocus Fest. Yes. We'd be Focus happy to Fest. come out and yes. give one for you. Yeah, those we are fun. We would love it. 
Yeah. yeah, those are fun. The students like that. It's a day of fun. A lot of times they'll do them outside of their uh, curriculum, like right when their school year starts. But, you know, you'll, you'll find a place. That's the challenge, I guess, in trying to find in a crowded curriculum where to place this. But what are the challenges in your uh, PA program with POCUS? Yeah, I think incorporating any new content into any kind of established program is always going to have some obstacles. Um, and really creating an ultrasound presence in a PA program is such a personal process between the program's goals and their mission. And with CSU Monterey Bay, POCUS has really complemented our university's mission because we want to provide quality and affordable health care to diverse and really underprivileged patient populations in Central California. So the portability and safety profile of POCUS has truly, really supported um, providing health care to our underserved populations. But a few of the factors that we really found were a little bit challenging was really faculty training. Um, I'm the only faculty member on staff that is trained in part of care ultrasound. And when I talk in terms of pre-COVID, prior to the pandemic, um, right. we did try to establish a little train the trainer sessions. And I was training our fellow faculty members to help um, with their focus skill to then train our students. And I think all PA faculty are a little innovative. So we're still continuing our efforts with that. Um, and then, you know, regrettably, those, uh, the pandemic really hit hard in the feasibility of our in-person workshops right now. But we are getting back into really small small working groups between faculty and students um, to really get that going back again. And of course, there's the budgetary constraints of purchasing all the equipment. So I think that was our biggest obstacle kind of getting started because they're expensive at times. So I've been kind of getting a little bit more practice writing grants and successfully getting some funding to purchase the majority of our, our handheld probes. And as you were just saying, like implementing the new curriculum in an already packed educational program, we had to be very purposeful in where we are really incorporating our point of care ultrasound. And what we're finding is that when we are putting it in, we are really correlating it directly with the clinical content that is being addressed for, say, that week, because our program is really module-based. So when we're doing, say, cardiology, we're going to do cardiology focus and pulmonology mm -hmm. pulmonary focus. So that's been kind of really helpful. So I think as long as we're bringing the passion and enthusiasm to it, we can kind of overcome all these challenges. Um, and I do want to kind of bring up because it's like, why do we want to do it? Like, what's the real drive? And even recently, so February, the Journal of American Academy of Physician Assistants published a study that was focusing on POCUS exposure for PAs that were entering in the ER. And it showed that only about 15% of students received any POCUS exposure in PA school. But 94% of them agreed that they wanted it in their education. So even last month, it's like there, there is a need for this and there's a want to develop the skill. And I'm really happy to bring it to our program. Well, you know, you bring up a good point. I know a lot of this was pioneered, uh, uh, innovation in the emergency department, and then it filtered yes. into uh, internal medicine and family med and things like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I actually remember as a sonographer training cardiology fe fellows, and even before POCUS was a memory, just here's your preset button. You guys can do a subcostal. Please don't beat me and bring me in. You can do this. That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah. About 10 years before it, it was funny, but... Um, you know, where typically is, especially if you're a PA and suddenly you find yourself embedded in an ER, 
Yes. That you're going to need some point of care training, but where else would a PA commonly, what's, are they, I know they're in cardiology groups and different uh, internal medicine groups. Any other places? Are they? In rural family medicine has really been engaging in POCUS. And a lot of our students are doing their clinical rotations, honestly, out in the boonies of central California where they do not have access to other diagnostic modalities for days. So our students are bringing their point of care ultrasound skill to just the common family doc that is supporting a really small rural community and really making an impact on the healthcare of those of those people. So I'm really happy to kind of be a part of that mission. But um, yeah, not just family med, but I've been seeing it. A lot. I mean, ortho is using it now for a lot of injections and you're seeing it in the subspecialties as well. Uh, so I think it's really going to be everywhere. It's going to be a common tool, not just an additional skill. That's my hopes at least. Absolutely. I, we here at Focus on Pocus agree 100%. Um, yeah. That sounds like your long-term goal of POCUS at your Cal right? State program. I mean, that sounds like what you're trying to do. Yes. And I would like to make it a little bit more longitudinal inside of, you know, PA education mm-hmm. that it's it's not just so module-based. I would like to incorporate more protocol-based ultrasound. Um, like, you know, we do the eFAST and kind of multi-system, but right. maybe incorporating the RUSH exam or the CLUE exam to really target multiple organ systems and when it's appropriate to do a little bit more of those um, complex scans. Uh, so I'd like to do a little bit more of that. Yeah, like one in uh, a lot of those are timed in an emergency situations. Uh, exactly. eFAST, but add in the lung as opposed to just, okay, here's the lung and now you're going to do, uh, you know, an abdominal trauma scan. Those are the the critical care. Yeah. I remember, you know, usually it's the top three or four critical care and then it's, uh, you start to add on, um, maybe ocular or begin MSK, those, those kind of things. Oh yeah. Oh, ocular is one of my favorites. I love it. (laughs) It is cool. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, you know, so how are your students using point-of-care ultrasound during their, during their education? You kind of touched on that, but maybe have some more. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we really primarily fit focus into our anatomy, physiology, and our clinical skills courses, which is really the physical exam course. And it's really helping to solidify their understanding of anatomy. They're like, oh, this is where the liver lives, and this is how the heart lies in the chest, and that's really how high the renal system is. And... Seeing the light bulb go off in some of our students that are visual learners, especially, has been a truly enlightening experience. Um, We always begin with our basic ultrasound physics and instrumentation and then move on to the introduction of all the clinical applications. And again, kind of what I was saying before about correlating with our clinical content. Um, But I also love that bringing focus to our program has allowed us to engage our community and we've been able to invite guests and bring their knowledge and expertise. Like we contacted our local um, community hospital and a few of their cardiac, cardiac um, ultrasonographers came over to give us some tips and tricks. And I think, James, you're a cardiac sonographer as well. So you know that there's a special touch to getting those cardiac windows sometimes, especially for the novice learner. So it's been really nice. Yeah. You know, I remember uh, we used to call it the gateway scan, which is was kind of a joke. Yeah. Uh, and we said, you know, why don't you, we'll start with the AAA, and then we'll yeah. um, then we'll we usually went to the fast, and people gained confidence with that, except on the mm-hmm. LUQ side, before we even started with cardiac. But the subcostal is easy. Um, 
the subcostal is fairly easy. Yeah. Uh, uh, and like you said, if you have a multi protocol, like if you do a clue rush or EFAST, yes. those are great for those. Um, yes. And you follow that triad. I'm just curious, do you guys on an EFAST, for instance, let's just say, do you start with the, the right upper quadrant first or the subcostal? I, I was trained subcostal first. That's how I was trained. Yeah, I, so it's that's funny. I find that, that like, yeah. it's like 50-50. I, we, always, we were trained RUQ and then make a diamond. And uh, so people, would, yeah. I guess most of the fluid was yeah. found, you know, typically in the RUQ. But you can the get... Flint in the RUQ, yeah. You can get four or five good answers right away in the subcostal. So, yeah, I don't know. It's Every place is different. Everyone's different, I know, but yeah, my students coming out, they're going to go subcostal first. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, that's awesome. Um, listen, Nicole, it's been a real honor having you today on the podcast, and thank you for all you do, increasing patient safety and bringing it to the physician assistant program. Well, thank you so much for having me, James. And if you're ever in Central California, we'd love to have you. Love to bring the Pocus Fest right there and have a big right. uh, ultrasound party. That would be amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us at Twitter at Pocus Academy and Facebook at Pocus Cert Academy. If you'd like to learn more about the Pocus community, visit us at pocusworld.org. Take a look at participating in our Pocus 25 research. Help contribute to the scientific development of the top 25 point of care ultrasounds. And we'll see you next time. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are the views and opinions of the guests and not those of Intellios. This podcast is for information purposes only.